Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about becoming a connector. Becoming a connector. This month, in the month of August of 2022, we have a challenge in place to become uh, a connection challenge, to connect with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And so far, we've worked on connecting with God, bringing a, a new level of awe and reverence to our time of connection with God. We worked on connecting spirit, soul, and physical body. Because often there's a disconnect between these amazing promises God has made us in Christ and seeing them fulfilled, seeing them come to pass in our life. And it's through connecting spirit, soul, and physical body that I think we start to see these things come to pass. And then over the last week, we worked on connecting with our loved ones, just connecting on our deeper level with our loved ones. And now I think it's time to start working on a new level of connection with our community. And that's what we're talking about, becoming a connector. So I once heard someone say that was a high-level business coach, executive type of person, that the way to keep your schedule full all the time is to become a connector. The way to keep your schedule full all the time to have a thriving business is to become a connector. Because he said the money's often found in the middle just by connecting people. So how can you become a connector? Connecting other people with God. Sharing your connection with God, letting that flow through you to other people. Letting that flow through your family out into the world to other families, to other people in the community. How can you connect them with the wisdom or the knowledge or the right person or the contact that they need? How can you connect other people with something that they need and becoming a connector? Because it becomes a truly valuable thing when we take this place of connection, just listening and understanding and helping to meet the needs of the people, connecting them with the things that they need. So we're going to be taking communion over this today, asking for God's help to make us amazing connectors. But you might be asking, why are we taking communion every day? Well, about 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God. Didn't have God in my life whatsoever. And one day, a, uh, a challenge to read one chapter from the book of, of Proverbs every day changed the course of my life. One day, I was reading Proverbs 13, 22. And it says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to, to create manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But to be honest, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. And he taught me this whole new way of living. Where we make him the source, we make him the center of it. We learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him. And I do believe what he has shown me is that of everything we do, Daily communion is the most important thing. And I just began to document the things that he was taking me through and the things that he was teaching me, and it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And like I said, I do believe what he has shown me is daily communion is the most important thing. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's an opportunity for us to remember his sacrifice, make his sacrifice active and relevant in our lives this day today. Because sometimes we forget. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul said every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And you think about it. In the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. And it's proving the death that activates all of the benefits and sets in motion 
all of the inheritance that we have in Christ. But it's also important we take it the right way. We're not just doing it to check the box and say we took communion for the day. We're doing it as truly an opportunity to connect with God, to bring the fear of the Lord into our time with him. And what is the fear of the Lord? It's deep reverence and awe and honor for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through us so that we could be connected back to God. We could have this, this new way of living that's lived together with God in partnership with him. And just taking a few moments to remember that and have honor and reverence for that each day. So the process we use, we typically start with about a two-minute long prayer. This is a daily prayer that developed for me over the course of about 10 years. This prayer is mostly coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace and your love and your goodness and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and to do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected with the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. And that's where we talk about our four fundamentals and bringing some fun and some energy into those fundamentals today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. And in a similar way, for us to step into all that God has for us in Christ, I think there are some steps, there's some stages along the way. 
And I think it starts with us just believing God's got something better for our life. Being willing to move forward with his plan for us. Learning to put off our old ways and to, to walk out this new way of living. But we learn how to trust in God. We allow his beautiful plan to unfold in our lives. Learning to walk in faith and love and gratitude and humility. And I think that's where these four fundamentals come in. So our first one, we've got to stay positioned in the light today. Every day we've got a decision to make. We get to be in the light or we get to be in the darkness. There's no in between. And very simply, I want to simplify it down a little bit today. The easiest way to stay in the light. When we're in the light, usually we're humble. We're walking in love. We're walking in forgiveness. And what I've found is the very easiest, simple way to stay in the light. Thanksgiving. Be thankful. When we're in Thanksgiving, we're usually humble rather than entitled. We're usually walking in love rather than envious or covetous. We're usually walking in forgiveness. Just stay thankful consistently. It's one of the easiest ways to stay positioned in the light. And when we take our position in the light, man, there is so much good stuff in the light. God has taken everything that he has, and he put it all in the light. His peace, his joy, his love, his spirit, his power, his health and energy, finances, resources, time, it's all available. Imagine this. You don't have to use your peace today. You don't have to rely on your peace. You get God's peace. You get his joy. You get his health, his energy. All can flow through you today. It's an amazing thing. So our first step is to get in position so we get access to all these things. Our second step is to magnify the light. To magnify, we're going to make it brighter. We're going to turn up the brightness of that light within us. And to magnify the light, I want to simplify it down again today. What are we focused on? In life, we have an option. I think of it as two baskets. One basket has all the problems. Ways people wronged you, little things that went wrong in the day. And we could fill up that basket with pouting, complaining, venting, getting upset. Or there's another basket full of praise. Praising God for who he is. Praising him for all that he's done in our lives. Praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ. Or you could just look for all the things that are going well. Surely there's something going well. Which basket are we going to fill up? Are we going to magnify the darkness and all the issues and problems? Are we going to magnify the light? And when we magnify the light, it's like it expands the capacity where God can flow more of all those good things through us. Now, it's also important we recognize the symptoms. Because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to produce some symptoms. You're going to feel some things in your body based on your positioning. When we're out of out of position and magnifying the wrong things, you might feel heaviness and like there's a lot of pressure on you. Like there's a lot of heaviness and weight and pressure on you. You might feel fearful or stressed out or anxious or worried. You might feel down. On the other side, when we're in position, you'll feel peace and joy and kind of a lightness and an energy to your body. You feel that all those good things begin to flow through your body. And when we rest, we take our position and we rest. God goes to work and all those things just begin to flow. Now, it's important we recognize those symptoms and we get skilled at turning it back around if we ever get off track. We ever get focused on the wrong things. We get out of gratitude and thanksgiving. We've got to turn it back around quickly. How do we do it? I think it starts with just recognizing those symptoms, getting more aware of how you're feeling, using them as feedback. And then you say, you know what, Father, forgive me. I'm off track. You receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. 
We walk in forgiveness with other people. We get back into gratitude. We get back into praising God, looking for all the things that are going well again. We start praising and thanking him. We turn the tables, get back in position again. And getting skilled at doing this quickly rather than letting something steal your whole day. Someone could do something to you or some problem could come up during the day and it could just rob your whole day. Steal the whole day that God has for you today. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned into God. Every day God's trying to teach us. He's trying to train us. But often we miss it. And my favorite way to stay tuned in him is with the journal before bed. I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. And these filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting every night before bed. I like to start at the top. What's the big picture vision? What do I feel like God has called me to in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world. Making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What do I feel like God is the, the word or the direction he gave me for this year? For me personally, this year is 2022. The year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to show me a little bit. What is that beautiful land? Just this inheritance that God has for us in Christ. All these amazing things that he had for us, has for us. And teaching us to hold fast to it, to not let it go, to keep filling up that basket of praise, even when it looks like it's not happening. And then this month, we're working on connection. Connection. And this week, we're working on becoming connectors, connecting with our community of people around us, becoming highly skilled at connection. And then I like to start my journal with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and gratitude to get in position. And then I like to practice that magnification in my journal. What went well today? What are all the things that went well? What are all the good things that happened today? Keep us magnifying the light. And then I like to just get still and ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And just think back over the day. What did I learn today? What are the things I felt like God was showing me today? What are the learning lessons for the day? Just write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. That's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because there's all these what ifs in life. Oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. But what do you know to do? Sometimes on the other side, we procrastinate on things that we know to do. What do you know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we get the day started the right way. And we remember this important principle that the first words out of our mouth in the morning set the tone for the whole day. And I feel like we can model God. We can imitate him. You look back in the Bible, what's the very first words we see God speak? Let there be light. And so let those be the first words out of your mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that day with him, full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, God's grace begins to surge through us. His power begins to go to work. He begins to bring these beautiful solutions into our life. Beautiful solutions are things that come from above, gifts from above, things that we could never make happen in our own life. But they come from above, from God, as a gift from him. And these beautiful solutions are the perfect fit. They are seamless and beautiful. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. So this week, we're going to start working on this. We're going to take communion over this today, asking God for help to make us great connectors. How can we become connectors for other people? Connecting them with God, 
connecting them with their purpose, connecting them with the knowledge or the wisdom or the understanding that they need, connecting them to the right person that they need, connecting them to a solution that they need. How can we become great connectors? And you become this person for people. You become very valuable, become the catalyst for these people to bring about true change and transformation in their life. So Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for this connection challenge that we've done. And we're asking for your help today to help us become amazing connectors. I feel like this is something that you do for us. Just think about it. In the light, we have fellowship with you, fellowship with people all at the same time. It's one of the symptoms of being in the light. Help us to be connected. And we're asking for your help with this today. I thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember. God sent us his son to die for our sins. We'd all missed it. We'd all messed up at times. And God laid upon him our sins. And by his stripes, we've been healed. We've been forgiven. We've been connected back to God. He made us right and holy and perfect in God's sight. We can have this personal relationship with God. We can have God in our life. That's an amazing thing. And then God raised him up from the dead and seated Jesus at his right hand in heavenly places. And I know this sounds hard to believe, but Ephesians tells us that God raised us up with him and seated us together in heavenly places with him right now. He made us one with him. And we can live out our life in that connected state, connected with him. So, Father, I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins. It releases us from darkness. Puts it in the past. Brings us into the light. We can walk in the light with him. His blood washes us and cleanses us. It makes us new. Gives us this new covenant with God. This new covenant. A covenant is a contract. It's a partnership with God. That God is with us. He's for us. He's working for our good. He'll do everything in his power to help us. Father, I thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Health and fitness. So I told the story yesterday about how my daughter and I were playing tennis. And we made a game of it. We said, how many times can we hit the ball back and forth without losing our momentum, without a break in the action? And so we're tracking. We're seeing how many times we can hit it back and forth. And we're trying to set a new record. Sometimes just bringing a, making a game of things, setting just a simple goal, a simple target can bring just a new energy into things. So something I've been working on, I think you're going to see it coming up soon is in our daily workouts, just picking a single goal, something to work on and to get better at each day in our workouts, a target to shoot for. Just think it brings a different energy. And this principle can be applied into so many other ways in our life. But I hope that's been helpful for you today.
If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.